Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Well, welcome to Stockbridge Community Church. Like I said, my name is Brandon Keller. I am a volunteer here at the church, and I am lucky enough that Pastor Jeff lets me uh, come talk to you guys once or twice a year, and this is one of those weekends that I get to come talk to you. So, uh, fair warning, I am not a uh, trained pastor, so I could say something that could offend you. I apologize now for anything I may say later. So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You never know. So, who ate way too much food at Thanksgiving? Anybody besides me? Yes, that's what I like. People that like to indulge in some Thanksgiving. That is good. That's good. At my house, it's just the uh, four of us, my wife, Tawny, and my two daughters, Stacia and Carly, and we always have a very traditional Thanksgiving with really just the four of us. Sometimes there's one or two extra people, but usually it's just the four of us there. And my wife grew up watching her grandmother cook Thanksgiving, and it was always the same, like seven or eight items. And so my wife always makes the exact same seven or eight items. It's like green beans with bacon and candied yams. And we don't deviate from the... Some of you like to experiment at Thanksgiving. We do not experiment at Thanksgiving. That is... You have these exact items every single time, and it is always fantastic. But one of the things I miss being here is that I don't get to have one of those big Thanksgivings with families and stuff. Does anybody have those big Thanksgiving events with families? Yeah, those are fun. Uh, the funnest part of those is usually there's somebody there that's crazy, uh, that's part of your family. If you brought them with you to church, don't point at them or anything like that. But Usually there's somebody at your table uh, for Thanksgiving that's a little bit crazy and sometimes they're related to you. And that happens. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But one of my favorite things about the big Thanksgivings I used to get to go to when I lived in California with friends and family, there was usually about 30 of us and we went up in the mountains and always did this big Thanksgiving thing, was the storytelling. There was always great stories kind of after everything got eaten and everybody just kind of sitting around with their food baby, uh, just kind of enjoying each other's company. And like Uncle Ted always tells the exact same story every year that you've heard for 20 years now. And he exaggerates it a little bit more every year. You know, the fish was this big. And it's great just sitting around just listening and, and, and hearing these stories from friends and family. And so as we talk about stories, I want to share a story with you today. Because there was a storyteller that was really good, and his name was Jesus, because we're in church, we're going to talk about Jesus. And he told these stories, and in the Bible, we refer to them as parables. And you're like, well, why do they call it a parable? And I don't know. Um, but for whatever reason, it's kind of like one of these stories that somebody tells you, and they're like, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And they tell you this huge, long story, and at the end, they say, the moral of the story is don't ride a zebra after midnight, or whatever the moral of the story is. And that's kind of how parables work, is there's kind of a moral to the story. And what it was, was that Jesus realized that the people around him probably wouldn't get it if he just spoke to them plainly about what he was trying to say. So he had to kind of wrap 
the message in a story. And so we call these parables. So today I want to share with you really one of my favorite parables, and it'll be kind of the, the basis of our message today. And it comes from uh, Luke 15, 11, and it's known as the prodigal son. So if you've been in church, you've, you've heard this before, but I want to share it with you today for some different context. And it reads like this. It'll be on the screen behind me. It says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger son spoke to his father. He said, father, give me my share of the family property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. I've never asked my dad for half his property. I don't think it would go as well as that went. But not long after, the younger son packed up all he had, half of his dad's property. Then he left for a country far away. There he wasted his money on wild living. And he spent everything he had. Now, I don't know what wild living was back in Bible times, but... I can imagine in downtown Atlanta what wild living would look like, and I'm sure it was similar to that uh, back then as well. So, but then he ran into a problem. It says, then the whole country ran low on food, so the son didn't have what he needed. He went to work for someone who lived in that country. That person sent the son to the fields to feed the pigs. The son wanted to fill his stomach with the food the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Things aren't going well for you if you're like, mmm, that slop looks good. I'm going to give you some of that slop. Then he began to think clearly again. I guess he had that little light bulb. Um, He said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough food, but here I am dying from hunger. I will get up and go back to my father. I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and I have sinned against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. While the son was still a long way off, his father saw him. He, he was filled with tender love for his son. He ran to him. He threw his arms around him and he kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattest calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. This son of mine was dead and now he is alive. He was lost and now he is found. So they began to celebrate. So we're going to get ready to celebrate ourselves. We just had Thanksgiving and we're getting ready to roll into the Christmas season and the New Year's where you're going to make resolutions that you're going to give up on by February. So we have a lot getting ready to happen here over the next month. So let's talk about what it looks like to, uh, to celebrate a little bit. And so today I want to share with you three keys to a happy holidays. And this is number one on your program if you're following along, and it's this. It's show patience. The first thing you need to do in order to have a happy holidays is show patience. Who here went Black Friday shopping? Anybody go out Black Friday shopping? A few people. Who went Black Friday shopping online and never left their couch? Few of you as well, yeah. Less elbowing on the couch. But I didn't go out Black Friday shopping this year, but last year I went to Walmart, which was hysterical. If you wanna have some fun, you go to Black Friday shopping at Walmart at midnight. Uh, It is good stuff. It is crazy at Walmart, you know, 
seven days a week, 24 hours a day, but you add Black Friday and you got an extra load of crazy. People have family members that they haven't seen in a long time and they're all there together and they're yelling at each other about what line they should be in and you go get that stuff and I'll go get this stuff. And then they're yelling at strangers and people are just like losing their mind at Walmart. And it's fun to watch, but as you look around, you realize these people have zero patience for what's happening around them. This is supposed to be like the holiday spirit and kicking off the Christmas season and people have zero patience. They're just like completely losing their mind. It's like, duh, you're at Walmart on Black Friday. Of course, it's crazy here. Why do you have no patience for this? And I can understand the patience thing a little bit because this is something I struggle with as well because for whatever reason, when I go to that fine French store Target and I am waiting in line to check out, I always pick the worst line. I don't care what, I, I can like spend like 20 minutes evaluating the pace of each line and looking what everybody has in their, in their carts and I'll pick this line and then I'm regretting that decision immediately afterwards. You ever do that thing where you like pick somebody else in line where you're like, I could have gotten that line and you'd pace yourself through the whole line to see if you're beating them or not because you're so upset about the line. Yeah, I have zero patience for waiting in line when it comes to stuff like that, and I, I just get so upset, I regret the decision the minute I make it, and it is very stressful. And this is what I found, is that if, if I don't have patience during the holidays, I will lose my happiness. A lack of patience will rob me of joy during the holidays, because my lack of patience will, will just Just get rid of all the happiness I've been kind of building up. And so I have to show patience during times when I don't want to show patience. So if we go back to our story, the youngest son, now we don't hear a lot about the oldest son except for a little bit at the end, but the youngest son, he didn't have much patience. He went to his father and he's like, yo, dad, um, I can't wait for you to die. So if you could go ahead and give me half your stuff. That would be great. He didn't even have the patience for his dad to die. That is a lack of patience on a whole nother level when you're like, eh, I've waited long enough for half my stuff. That's probably good. He didn't even have that much patience. And if we look at Proverbs 14, 29, it says, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Now, I did a little research, and I I don't really know ancient Hebrew, but I think folly translates better to stupid. Um, Because if you are quick-tempered and have no patience, you will do stupid things. Dumb things. You You are getting ready to do dumb things if you have no patience. And so... What we have to watch out for is when we, when we lose our patience, we no longer have great understanding, but we do dumb things. If you don't have good patience, you will make purchase decisions that were bad ideas. You will purchase things you can't afford because you didn't have the patience to save up the money, so you'll go into debt to buy things. You'll buy, you'll buy a couch because you just had to buy a couch today, then a week later you're like, I hate that couch. Thing's not comfortable. It, kind of ugly. You will do things because you don't have patience. You will settle when you shouldn't settle if you don't have patience. Because you want something, but you're not willing to wait for it. You're not willing to put in the work. You're not, you don't have the patience. That's why everybody quits their diets after two weeks, because they didn't lose the seven pounds they were promised. I quit. This is too much work. I've been 
drinking water for two weeks. It's stupid. They don't have the patience, right? You, they don't, everybody knows you have to wait a little bit longer, but nobody has the patience to actually do it. That's why we start and stop diets all the time. If you don't have patience, you're going to struggle to reach your life goals. Because I hope you have big goals. I hope you have huge goals. Because that's what God intends for you. But if you don't have the patience, you're always going to give up a little bit before you reach that goal because you just don't have the patience. So you need to show patience, not just for a happy holidays, but for a happy life. So how do you show patience? Well, Colossians 3.12 says this. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. As I read that verse, I'm like, how do you clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? This is what I envision, because it's Christmas especially, is that I feel like you need like a snuggie of patience. Like some patience that you can like put your arms through and wrap around you and sit on the couch and stay, stay protected in that patience. Because if you have that, that patience snuggie on, then you can protect your happiness. But if you don't wrap yourself around that patience around you, you will lose your happiness. You will lose your joy if you don't have all of that. And, and what does patience look like? I, I found this great quote as I was preparing for this message, and it's up on the screen. It says, patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. The ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. And that is so difficult because sometimes it's easy to wait, but it's really hard to keep a good attitude while waiting. And I think nobody expresses this better than little kids. Little kids, if you take a kid under four years old to Belk or JCPenney, they will be bored in about 35 seconds. And for whatever reason, a little kid, when they get bored, when they lose their patience, their legs can no longer support their body weight. They will just lay down. As soon as they're bored, they just lay down, right? And we feel like that ourselves sometimes. It's like, oh, can this be over? I'll just lay down here. This would be a lot easier, right? Kids actually do it, but we feel like we want to do it sometimes because we have no patience. We have to keep a good attitude while waiting. That is truly what patience is. And we need to show more patience towards those we love. And that's difficult as well because we show love by showing patience. Uncle Ted that drives you crazy at Thanksgiving, you need to show patience to him. Let him tell that story one more time. It's fine. Show love through that patience. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. But the key there is number one, first, before it can do anything else, Love has to be patient. Because if love is patient, then it can be kind. Then it will not envy. But at first, it has to be patient. So how do you show that love towards somebody this year? You be patient with them. So I have a next step challenge for you on your connection card. And then it says, I will have a good attitude while waiting. This is something I want you to focus on this holiday season is have a good attitude while waiting. That's so important. 
And so it's not just important to show that attitude of love, but really, you know, show that patience which shows love. And we need to make sure we're doing that with family members and strangers, because for some reason we will sometimes show a lot more patience towards a stranger than we will our own family members. Because we will be cutthroat mean to a family member where we would never be that way with a stranger. We need to show patience towards family members and strangers. Show that patience. And sometimes to keep a good attitude means you might just have to laugh at the irony of the situation. Sometimes things have just gone off the tracks and you just have to just, just laugh out loud about it. I feel like God prepared me for today's message. Last night, my wife and I were streaming a movie on TV, and about 45 minutes in, it started to lag. I don't know if any of you watch movies on streaming, but when a movie starts to lag and it, like, it starts shuddering and then it like pauses and then it, you can hear the words, but nothing's moving, and then sometimes stuff's moving, but there's no words, I keep pausing it and like waiting for the lag to catch up, and, it's, and I'm losing my mind. It's like... I, uh, and I look over at Tawny and I'm like, this is only happening because I'm preaching on patience tomorrow. <laughs> and she just laughs, just like you guys did. She just laughs out loud. She's like, this is what it is, right? And I just laughed with her because sometimes when things aren't going well, you just have to laugh about it. So I challenge you to do that this holiday season. Maybe things aren't going great. Maybe you don't have the patience. Just laugh at the irony of how long the line is at Target. Just laugh about, you know, your cousin that never brings food but takes all the leftovers home. Just, just laugh about all of that stuff happening around you. It will make your holidays so much better. So number two, in order to keep or have a good, happy holidays is this. You need to give and receive forgiveness. Give and receive forgiveness. Forgiveness is a two-way street. You have to be able to give it and receive it. If you want to have a happy holidays, you need to give forgiveness today. You need to figure out what it is that's just eating you up that somebody did to you and forgive that person. Somebody has hurt you and you need to forgive them for that in order for you to have a happy holidays. Because it's not bothering them. It's only bothering you. Maybe somebody lied to you and you just haven't gotten over it. You need to forgive them. Maybe somebody's hurt you emotionally or physically. You need to just forgive them and move on. Maybe somebody slandered you by talking bad about you and your mama. You need to move on. Forgive them and just move on. Somebody who's broke your trust today, stop holding on to it and just move past it. Forgive them. And I say this to say, forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. You don't have to forget what's happened, but forgive for what has happened. And that also means you don't have to reopen the door. If this is something that happened a long time ago, you don't have to call that person. You don't have to write them a letter. Just forgive them in your heart. Write a letter, tear it up, and throw it away. You don't have to reopen the door to that person. Just forgive them and move past it because it's only hurting you. Because this is the thing with forgiveness. People don't deserve it. Your family member doesn't deserve it. Your old friend that you haven't forgiven doesn't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But it's given to us freely by God, and you need to give it freely to that person that you need to forgive. 
because it's been given to you. Now you need to give it to somebody else. If you want to have a happy holiday, you need to give forgiveness and move on. So I have a next step for you also on your connection card, and it says, I will look for areas to give forgiveness. Maybe this isn't something that's popped out in your head right now. You don't have that thing that's like, ooh, that's something I need to give forgiveness for. But look for areas over the next month of things that are kind of eating you up that you need to give forgiveness for. And be ready to give that forgiveness just like it was been given to you. Ephesians 4.31 says this. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Some of us need to focus on that last line, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That thing you did, it's been forgiven. That thing that nobody else knows about that's just eating you up, God already forgave you for that. You've been holding on to it for a decade. God has already forgiven you for that. Why are you still holding on to it? You need to receive the forgiveness that's been freely given to you. And if a friend comes and, and tells you they're forgiving you, accept that. Stop dreading on what you did or that thing you said. You need to receive that forgiveness. Stop letting that eat you up inside. Just accept and receive that forgiveness today. If we go back to our parable, the father had a choice. When the son came back, the father had a choice to forgive him or not forgive him. Because when the son comes back, the father can be like, whew, I'm glad you're back. You're out there with the hired servants now. You'll be out there in the field. You're no longer my son, you, but I'll treat you like a hired servant, maybe. But he did it. The father forgave him immediately, put a ring on his finger, a robe on his back. He forgave his son regardless of what he had done. And the son had a decision too, because the son said, well, I'm going to go back and kind of throw myself at the mercy of the court here and, and, and hope dad forgives me. And, but the son didn't have to receive their forgiveness. When dad said, hey, welcome back, here's a hug, here's a ring, Is, the son came out like, uh, I don't deserve all this, let me just go with the hired servants. But he didn't, he let, he received the forgiveness that his dad was giving him. And that's so important today that he chose to receive the forgiveness. And maybe some of you can't receive that forgiveness because you don't know what that feels like. You don't understand what it means to be forgiven because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you don't understand what forgiveness freely given really means. And if you need, you need to make that decision today to have a relationship with Jesus, there's a prayer at the bottom of your program. It says a prayer to become a Christ follower. And it says this, it says, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Please help me turn from my sins and do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you say that prayer quietly right now in your seat today, let God forgive you of your sins because you've been holding on to them too long. Receive the forgiveness that God wants to freely give you. And if you, if you make that decision today, there's a next step on the back of your connection card. You can check that box so I can pray for you this week because I would love to hear that you've decided to receive that forgiveness that God is freely giving you. Maybe the best gift you can give someone this year is forgiveness. Maybe that's the best thing you can give them. But you can't give what you haven't received. So this year we need to show patience. We need to give and receive forgiveness. And number three on your program is this. Express gratitude. This is a key to a happy holiday. It says you have to express gratitude. It seems like this whole story in the parable of the prodigal son would be a lot different if the son, the younger son, just had gratitude for what he had when he was living with his father. Had he just realized how good he had it with all the things that his father was doing for him and the food he had available to him and, and everything else he had, if he had just appreciated that and had gratitude for it, perhaps this whole story would have been different. But he didn't. It wasn't until he had no food and he was checking out the slop to see if that might be nice that he realized what he had, what he had before. Then all of a sudden he had gratitude when he said, you know, like my father's servants eat better than this, he realized the gratitude that he should have had all along. And the father was grateful to have his son back. He said, you know, put a ring on his finger. My, my son was lost and now he was found. He had gratitude towards having his son back because maybe he didn't realize how important it was to have his son with him at the time until his son was gone and he let him go. Maybe he should have stopped him and said, please don't go, but he didn't. He let him go and then he had gratitude when he had him back because he didn't realize how bad he was going to miss him. And it's funny how fast we can become ungrateful or unsatisfied with what we have. You buy the new iPhone 8, you're like, dang it, I should have bought the 10. Like, right after you buy it, right? You're like, oh, I wish I would have bought the better one. I bought the 55-inch TV. I should have bought the 60-inch television. We become ungrateful for what we have. We always want what the next best thing. We'll buy a new car, take out a loan for 60 months. Within like 12 months, we're already looking at new cars. We haven't even come close to paying off the first one, but we're already looking at the next one. It's scary how fast you can start to covet what other people have. You'll start comparing what you have to what other people have. You're like, man, I have a nice car, but that guy's got a new Mustang. Man, I, I, I have this TV, but so-and-so has a bigger TV. And it's not just stuff that we will wish we had that's better. It's, it's other people's relationships. We're like, man, I wish I had a marriage like their marriage. I wish I had a, a close family like they have. I wish I had faith like they had. I wish I had a job like they had. We don't have gratitude for what, we, for what we have because we're so busy wishing we had what other people have. And if you want to be happy this holiday, you have to appreciate what you currently have. Take an inventory of what you have, not what everybody else has. Because I look across this room, I see that God's done a lot for you guys and for me as well. If I look across the room, I notice 
none of you are dead. So God gave you life to give up this morning and, and come to church. So congratulations on that. Are you grateful? I would say most of you, if not all of you, uh, drove in a car to get here to church today. Probably nobody walked from two miles away from their house or anything. You drove in a car that got you here today. It'll probably get you to work tomorrow. And maybe it's not the, the, the big Ford F-250 that you always wanted, but it's a nice car. You should be grateful for that. My guess is most of you slept inside last night. Nobody had to sleep outside in the cold. Are you grateful that you have a place to sleep inside? An apartment, a house? Some of you have a nice house with a garage, which is actually a house for your car. <laughs> you have a separate house just for your car called it a garage. That's pretty nice, right? Your car doesn't have to get cold at night. That's nice. Are you grateful for that, that you didn't have to get in a cold car this morning? If I go to your houses, I would imagine most of you here have more TVs in your houses than you have people in your houses. And I see you guys counting right now. Like, Dang it, he's right. We do have more TVs than we have people in our house. Are you grateful for that? Take an inventory of what you are grateful today for. Express that gratitude. Be happy about what you have. If we go back to that quote I shared with you earlier, Patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. A good attitude. You can get that good attitude by being grateful for what you have, because when you're grateful for what you have, you will have a good attitude. Because all of a sudden, you're so thankful and happy about what you have rather than what you don't have. So real quick, I'm going to challenge you on this. I want you to think of one thing you're very grateful about. I'm going to count down from three, two, one, and you're going to say it out loud, that one thing. We're all going to do it together. Are you guys ready? Here we go. One thing. It's just one thing you're grateful for. Three, two, one, bacon. <laughs> Did anybody else pick bacon? Because I picked bacon. I feel like that's... See, you have something to be grateful for. Even if it's bacon, be grateful for what it is you have. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says this, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances. That means express gratitude in all circumstances. When you express gratitude, you will be joyful. You will have a happy holidays when you are grateful and express that gratitude, what are you grateful for today? Who are you grateful for? Have you expressed that gratitude to that person that you're grateful for today? Maybe you need to do that today. So I hope through today, you've seen that there's three keys to being happy this holiday season. You need to show some patience. You need to give and receive some forgiveness. You need to express gratitude for what you have and who you have in your life. I think with those three things, you will have a happy holidays and a happy life, not just a happy holidays. Let me pray as the band gets ready to play. God, thank you for this place that we can come. 
God, as we enter this stressful season of, of the holidays, God, we know the holidays and that Christmas is about you and what you did for us. But God, we just, we just know that we need to be happy during these holidays. God, I just challenge that everybody here finds a way, God, to express gratitude for what they have, to show patience when they shouldn't, when, they can't, when it's hard to do. Have a good attitude while waiting, God. God, I challenge this congregation to do that. God, through your strength, through your power, God, let them just be, be happy this holiday season. Thank you for all the blessings you're pouring out on this church and on these people. In your name, I pray. Everybody said, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.